All righty. I'm Hunter Myers, the host of the Brand Bite podcast and the founding creative director here at Berger Design Co. I am so excited to welcome Kay Putnam to the show today to talk about her entrepreneurial journey. So she is also a brand strategist. She's a psychology-driven brand strategist for entrepreneurs. Kay, go ahead and tell us a lot more about what you do, how you got into this, why you chose brand strategy. Lead the way. I am so excited to be here and to geek out about branding and this crazy roller coaster that is entrepreneurship. I've been doing this for the last, I, I guess, 10 years now. So I started the business right when my first uh, son was born and he's now 10. So that's kind of how I'm keeping pace with how old my business is. And I started off in marketing. I have an undergrad degree in marketing. So you know that saying where when you like have a hammer, everything looks like a nail? That's what I was doing. And I was trying to apply all of these marketing strategies to all these different businesses that I was working with, both in a digital marketing agency that I was freelancing for, and then my own uh, contract, like freelance client. And what I realized was marketing wasn't the be all and end all. I could apply the same exact marketing strategy to two different businesses and have wildly different results. So clearly there was something underneath that was influencing the results and it's the brand. So I reallocated all my energy to figuring this out. Um, Somewhere along the lines, I stumbled on a um, just this like janky website that described brand archetypes. And it was this major light bulb, epiphany moment. I'm sure we'll dive deeper into that topic, but um, I've been on this mission to help entrepreneurs basically apply what all the big agencies and the big brands have been doing for decades, but to leverage those psychological truths in their business so they can attract more of the right clients, be more of themselves in their business and their brand. I love it. So when you were starting out, what did you do to build your brands? I know for me, like I have gone through a number of iterations. I feel like, you know, the business changes from day one to year three to year 10. So what was that like for you? Mm. I am a avid researcher. So whenever I dive into a new thing, I like do all of the courses and read all of the books and I find all of the inspiration. And somewhere along the line, I heard the phrase that you should model what's successful. Like don't reinvent the wheel, just um, follow the proven path essentially. And I was doing that to the best of my ability. And like I said, I had this undergrad degree. I had other marketing um, and actually business experience. I had a business previous to this one where I was a photographer, but I wasn't getting traction. I was running around in circles. I wasn't seeing the results that I thought that I should be seeing. And in retrospect, now that I have the perspective that I do, I realized that I was trying to be too many different people. I was trying to be too different, too many different facets of myself. And I wasn't just honing in on who I am at my best. I was trying to be some second rate version of those people that I was modeling. And of course that doesn't work. Like people can smell inauthenticity a mile away. And although my intentions were really good, I just wasn't getting traction because clearly there was a disconnect there. So I was trying to be successful, to walk the talk, to do all of the things and go in all of the different directions all at once. And none of it worked. What did you what did you do to kind of regain that focus and pick the direction that you were supposed to take or that felt the best for you? Yeah, it was really that light bulb moment and it was actually through research. Like I found my way out through finding this 
framework of the brand archetypes. So I was on this like internet rabbit hole of links. Um, I'm sure we can all relate to, <laughs> to going down those. And I found this website. It looked like it was built on like GeoCities or Angel Fire in the 90s that just listed these 12 archetypes. And all of a sudden, I realized that all of these different arch- or all these different entrepreneurs that I'd been modeling, they embodied one, maybe two of these archetypes, but they were never trying to be all of them. They weren't trying to be all of the things to all of the people like I had been doing. So immediately when I had that light bulb realization, I was like, oh, I need to figure out who I am. I need to figure out which archetype I am. I can use this tool to help do that self-reflection. And that really, it sounds like hyperbolic, but it really did change everything. Once I started focusing on how I could be the best K possible and serve at my highest capacity, instead of being so concerned with everybody else, things started working. And I don't have like this rags to riches story, but I've been building momentum over the last I don't know, let's say nine years or eight years since I figured that out. And it's just been growing and growing ever since then. I now have had um, thousands of students in my online courses and 200,000 entrepreneurs have taken my brand quiz at this point. Like it's all just grown and grown and grown from that point. I, I love that you bring up that it was this momentum build, like this momentous build. I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs will sit here and look and just see where the top dogs are at, right? And it's like, why am I not there? Can you tell us a little bit about maybe some of the challenges that you faced early on as that momentum was building and give us maybe a behind the scenes look of what that was like? I think one of the biggest challenges when you're building an online business is the advice that people who are farther along in their journey, or let me rephrase that. What's working for somebody that's farther along in their journey often doesn't translate to somebody that's in the beginning stages of of their business. So I was trying to uh, do things that were like super scalable, like selling courses. And I was wondering why when I did this, you know, I'd have amazing students in some of those first launches, but I was only breaking even. That wasn't paying the bills. So I needed to have a business model in addition to the brand. I needed to have a business model that fit my stage of business to grow that momentum. So for me, this looked like uh, agency style services. So for a long time, I was actually, um, you know, delivering brand identity designs to clients and designing websites and doing all of those things. I've since moved away from it as my audience has grown, but it took realizing that in the beginning to get some more of that traction that was paying the bills and making the sustain sustainable business over the last decade. How long did it take you to start to grow that audience? I think, you know, obviously everyone, everyone's timeline is going to be different, but I'm definitely curious to hear yours specifically. Mm. Great question. I think when I launched for the first time. So my flagship course is called brand new brand. It's gone through like a bunch of iterations since then. Um, I'm still selling it to this day, but the first time I launched it was in 2015. Sorry, I'm just like getting it in my head here. And I had like a thousand or 1500 people on my list at that point. Um, and I had already been in business for three or four years at that point. So for me, it really has been this really slow burn So the question became, I feel like I've always kind of, apologies, I'm like 
ADHD and I'm kind of all over the place here, but me too. I get it. Two equations going on in my mind at all times. It's like, A, how can I build that business that I need to have right now? But then how can I also invest in my brand so that I have this long-term asset that's going to continue to grow and sustain and multiply over time. So to me, that's been the kind of the secret to making this all work because it has been a super slow burn for me. I have not, I still don't have like a million followers on, on any social media accounts or anything like that, but, um, I've been able to make a really big impact in my little corner of the internet. I love it. So what are some things then that you would suggest if someone else is kind of on a path similar to yours, what are some things that you would tell them or things that maybe you wish someone had told you as you were starting, starting out? I work with a lot of students right now in my Brand Clarity Collective. It's a group uh, mastermind program, and I'm seeing this in them as well. And I think I had the same challenge in the beginning. I would recommend, and this, this conversation is going in a different direction than I expected, but I feel like it needs to be said right now, having a offer that the market wants to buy is really crucial in the early days. I feel like too many people are trying to fast forward into the uh, super scalable audience dependent, um, whether that's like affiliate marketing or it's um, selling low cost digital products or courses. Those are different business models that require different things. And if you want to stay in business and this is your primary source of income, I think it makes sense to sell something that you know that the market wants to buy, that there's other people in the market that are selling this thing. Um, Start there and then use that to bankroll the brand building that you're doing over the long term. To me, that's been key. I love it. So getting us back on track, because I know that we were going to talk about brand archetypes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to ask these questions. (laughs) So let's dive into some of the things about brand archetypes. So that's actually not something that I do with my clients, but it's something that I have considered doing over time. So what are some of the, the biggest benefits that you feel like come along with knowing your brand archetype, learning the differences, and then utilizing that in your brand? Hmm. I am so freaking obsessed with archetypes. I love them as a framework, as a brand building tool, because we hear the advice all of the time that we need to connect with emotion. Humans make decisions on an emotional level. Uh, we need to tell stories and we also need to be authentic and be ourselves. None of those things came super easily to me personally. I tend to lean like more left brain, more logic based. Um, I grew up in a household that like really overvalued, or I shouldn't say overvalued, but they really valued education and like traditional ways of doing things. So it didn't come natural to me to like be a storyteller and connect emotionally and do all of these things. And archetypes were the key for me and for a lot of my students and clients to understand how to do that. So these 12 universal archetypes are connected to universal human values and desires. So as an example, the um the explorer archetype is all connected to like freedom, finding your own way, walking your own path, doing things like that. Um the hero archetype is about overcoming challenges, um having a really strong code of ethics. Uh sometimes it's about tough love either for yourself or for your clients. And when we recognize what is true, most true for us, it can help us put on 
blinders in a sense, and just focus on being more of ourselves instead of getting distracted by all of the different shiny objects that are so present in online business. And that's exactly what it was for me. It helped me celebrate my greatest strengths. It helped me recognize that I wasn't going to be the entertainer or the maverick because that doesn't come natural to me Um, and helped me show up with a little bit more confidence, a little bit more swagger of like, this is who I am and this is how I serve. And that's magnetic for attracting people to you. So it helps give you focus, helps answer some of those questions. Um, And as I like to say, it helps you build a brand that's based on truth, not trends. I really, really like that you bring this up. Something that I'm curious about is as you were figuring this out, were you putting, because you had mentioned earlier on that you were like, oh, well, these people are only the, you know, a few archetypes. Were you categorizing some of the people that you looked up to as you were going through this process? 100%. That was like my first step. I was like, oh, like, and this was like 10 years ago now. So some of the names aren't even uh, in the space anymore, but I'm like, oh, Lewis Howes, he's like the the hero archetype. And, and um, Ashley Amberger is, is, has like this maverick streak to her. Um, and because I'm a nerd, because <laughs> one of my top archetypes is the sage, I literally uh, started building this quiz mostly for myself so that I could figure out what my archetypes were. But one of the things that I did right from the start is I had examples of online entrepreneurs who embodied um, some of these different archetypes that showed up at the end as examples. Um, And I've been doing that ever since. I have like magnificent Pinterest boards that have just like hundreds of examples of each of the archetypes on them, which are completely free and uh, a really great way, especially for visual people to get a kind of like a sense and like knowing of what each archetype stands for. Um, So yeah, I've been obsessed with curating examples. I think it's one of the best ways to learn how to both see archetypes kind of in our daily lives for either ourselves or our clients. And then it helps us understand what we want to apply to our own brands. I I love it. I'm excited to actually go check those out. Um, (laughs) So something that I'm really curious about too, because you mentioned that these archetypes really help you gain focus and they help you, you know, steer clear of the shiny object syndrome, like you said, that we all experience, especially in the online space. I mean, there's a new thing being advertised to us every single day. How do you feel like you have leveraged your archetypes to steer clear of misdirection? in your Mm. business and to stay focused? Like, do you have examples of how you have leveraged those for yourself or your clients? Yeah. I think a lot of it happens just in the day to day. So like scrolling on Instagram and seeing a post where somebody is, for example, um, I'm trying to think of a good example here, like just like spilling their heart with like this really vulnerable, like heart share, um, and then feeling that twinge of, oh my gosh, why don't I do more of that? Why why isn't that what I do in my brand? Um, or as another example, um, maybe somebody is running like a super intense, like, I don't know, hashtag 75 hard challenge and bringing their people along with them um, and feeling that twinge of like, oh, maybe I should do that. But I always come back to what my top two archetypes are, which for the record are magician and sage. And neither of those ideas are particularly on brand for me. So it gives me that in the moment decision-making filter when I have that twinge of like, oh, maybe I should do this or maybe I should do that. Or, oh my gosh, like this design is 
is amazing and it's like super creative and looks like it comes from the 80s and it's just like gorgeous, but it's not on brand for me. So by understanding what my top archetypes are, I make those decisions on the daily. Um, And a lot of my clients have told me the same thing. It's like this magical I mean, you've experienced this, I'm sure, in your life where once you make a decision about something, it's kind of a cliche at this point, but the root of the word decide is to like cut away. And it's that that process of like, okay, if this is my brand, I can safely ignore um, what other people are doing that don't share my archetype. And that awareness is massive. Do you ever feel like, or did you feel like, because I'm sure that it's gotten a lot easier over time, but when you were first figuring out your archetype and, you know, starting to cut away some of the other pieces, did you find yourself scared at all or feeling any type of emotion that maybe wasn't, yeah, like this is the right move for me? And if so, what did you do about that? Archetype envy is real. Struggle is real. I have clients all the time um, who come to me, they're like, Hey, I know you recommend that just focus on two, but I really have six that are just like, I can't let go of any of them. And the advice that I always give is a, there's no wrong archetype. So all of them are connected to, like we said, universal human values, um, emotions that humans desire outcomes that humans desire. So you're not going to go wrong. Like there's not a wrong selection. And confusion is the enemy of sales when people don't can't place you. And I, I think a good example of this is when we think about maybe like our friend group or people that we've come into contact with, like at school and those kinds of things. If you had that one person who just seemed to shape shift in different situations, like they're one person in this situation, completely different in a different situation, it's hard to trust that person because they're not steadfast in who they are. So I think recognizing the value of presenting kind of this like clarity to the market helps my students and helped me for sure in that process of being okay with letting go. And I even tell people like, like I'm, I'm still a mom. Like I have this like caregiver aspect to me in my personal life. I love to travel. We travel all of the time. So that's like a very explorer thing to do, but it's not something that I bring like super front and center in my brand. That can be a a part of my personal life. It's not that I have to like, let it go for everything. I'm just deciding how I want to bring clarity about who I am to the market in this one context. I think it's a really good point that you bring up that you can still have these other archetypes present in other arenas of your life. And they don't necessarily have to show up in your brand or business. So a question that I have is how did you decide what was going to show up in the business versus what you were going to leave in the personal. Because I think this also really touches on the separation that I think entrepreneurs really struggle with between like home life and work life and that bleed over. So how did you decide that? Yes. Okay. Um, Because we all have all like varying degrees of all 12 of them in us. So of course there's going to be other ones that show up in other places. I needed something that felt concrete. Uh, so that is why I built the quiz. I wanted to have kind of like a statistical analysis of how much of each archetype was showing up for me. And I was going to use that as my decision-making process. So that's what I did. Uh, it tends to be really useful for a lot of people as a starting place. But these days, I also like to tell everybody that you have veto power. So just because 
there's a lot of one archetype showing up when you think about your market and how you want to show up in your business and your brand. Sometimes your intuition knows best. So as you're kind of looking through each of the 12 archetypes, you might find that you're just really gravitating towards one of them. And for whatever reason, it didn't test as your highest on on the quiz. Trust that intuition. The key to getting benefit from the archetypes, like we said, isn't choosing the right one. It's choosing. It's using it as a tool so that you get the benefit from the tool. I'm not sure if I answered your question, but <laughs> that was a, a, a circular way of um, of answering. And if I didn't, feel free to ask a follow-up. Yeah, well, I, I feel like you really touched on it. I feel like it's first off, you know, following your intuition, understanding that your gut is going to lead you in, in the direction that it needs to go. But then also that it's okay if you're, you're, you know, rediscovering or discovering new things about yourself as you take this quiz, which I hope you share the link with us because I definitely want, <laughs> I want to go take it. I want everyone else to go take it. Um, but yeah, I feel like, I feel like you definitely touched on, on where we were headed. Yeah. So, Sorry. I was going to add just one thing. I yeah. think that, um, I wanted to acknowledge and this is getting kind of a little bit in the weeds here, but like some, for some archetypes, it might make sense to sell, to share more of your personal life. So for example, um, the girl next door or the guy next door archetype is very much about like being a friend, being vulnerable, showing up. It's that person that would have that like super heartfelt share that I talked about. Um, so that person, if they've made that decision, like this is who I am, like I'm imperfect, I'm vulnerable. I want to show people like, the nitty gritty of everything that's happening behind the scenes, that person might make the intentional decision to show more of their personal life on social, but everybody has to make that decision for themselves. I think that social media has become this long list of shoulds for all of us entrepreneurs. And the biggest thing that I have found in my own business that creates sustainability and growth is to do things in a way that honors my own energy kind of even no matter what my archetype is. So I think that it's really important that each entrepreneur that's listening to this has that conversation with themselves. Like what of my personal life do I want to share and what is sacred? Like what, what do I want to keep off of the real? <laughs> yeah. Well, how, how did you decide, like, did you go through, um, and a checklist may be a little too rigid, but did you go through setting certain boundaries for yourself and like a checks and balances system? Cause I know it's easy. Like we talked about to start with, you know, good intentions and set out there be like, okay, no, like I'm not going to post about these things. Like I'm going to stick to my guns, but then you start seeing a lot of other people doing it and you're like, oh my gosh, should I be doing this? So how did you really set that up for yourself so that it is sustainable and you're not burning yourself out? Mm hmm. It's an ongoing process for sure. And I think that I ebb and flow with this, but I decided pretty early on in my business. And maybe this is to be fair, like maybe this is why things have grown so slowly, but I've decided that it is not a priority for me to show up every day. I'll build systems so that I can be consistent so that I can show up you know, across different platforms, but it's not me and my time showing up every day. I like, and I call that like the business dishes. I'm deathly allergic to anything where I have to literally do the same task every single day and I have to keep coming back and it's never done. So I've decided that that doesn't work with my energy and that doesn't work with my brain. So I'm not going to do that. So what am I going to do instead? And I've decided that family time for me is sacred 
very rarely I work on the weekends. Um, when I'm traveling with my family, I'm taking like photos for my own benefit, but I'm never doing it through the lens of, oh, I want to share this on social. Um, and I rarely do, to be honest. So maybe if I were sharing more of that, just like behind the scenes, personal life, maybe more people would follow just because we love following other humans that we feel like we know, but I've been paying attention that if I go in that direction, how does that feel? Like, is that refueling me? My like energy as an entrepreneur, or am I feeling like I'm always on? Um, and I, I can't do that. Like I have to have rest. So pay attention, pay attention to how the decisions are making you feel in a week by week basis. Really, really good advice. Um, so speaking of advice, if you had any additional advice that you feel like would have been helpful for you, or honestly, it's sometimes even something maybe that you've learned recently. So I know that you're farther along in your journey than perhaps a lot of other people are, but anything that has been of use to you. I hope this isn't too much of a departure, but I think it does align with some of what we were talking about earlier about doing the long-term effort of building a brand. Um, I kind of have two, two questions that I ask myself if ever I'm feeling like overwhelmed or spinning or not sure what I should do next. One of them is that short-term sustainability that we talked about. So like what, what action is closest to the money? Like what could I follow up with a lead? Can I send out an invoice? Like what's, what's just going to get me paid now? But then even more importantly, the other question I'm asking is what is an asset that I can build in my brand? What is a piece of content? What is a part of my body of work? What is a maybe a template or a system or maybe like an email automation that I can set up once that's going to continue to benefit and grow my business over time? And I attribute a lot of my success to that second question. It's what can I do that my future self is going to thank me for? And doing more of that more consistently instead of prioritizing just showing up in the day um, means that all of that energy compounds. So ask yourself, what can you do now that's going to have an impact for the next year, next two years, next decade of your business? So as you're, as you're saying this, the first question that comes to my mind is what is one of those things that you did so that you, what it seemed in the moment, just a small asset that you were building that wound up compounding year over year over year. Yeah. Not to sound like a broken record, but the quiz was definitely one it. of them. I knew it. <laughs> but to add some more variety to the answer, um, this has looked like things like um, getting really intentional about setting up my brand standards and strategy. Shameless plug for both of us there. Um, that has served me like exponentially over the years. So that's been a really big one, uh, creating things like, um, other lead magnets or webinars that sell courses, creating courses, creating, uh, email automations. All of those things are examples of things that you can pour your heart and soul and do like your best work. And it can continue to impact people and to benefit you as a brand owner, as business owner for years to come. I so love I it. That gives my ideas. Yes. Yes. Well, is there, is there anything else that you want to share? I know that I want to give you the opportunity to share number one, where all of us can find this quiz, uh, where we can connect with you, but I just want to open the floor too, to anything else that you feel like is worth talking about is worth hearing as, you know, an entrepreneur, um, anything at all. Mm. 
So the quiz is on my website, kpotnam.com slash quiz. We'll link to it, I'm sure. Um, I'm also super active on YouTube. So I have tons of free content if you want to continue to just hear and be immersed in my nerdy brain of all things brand strategy. That's a great place to find me. But ultimately, I would love to just encourage everybody that's listening that this journey, while incredibly challenging, entrepreneurship is not the easy path by any means. I sincerely believe that it is entrepreneurs who change the world. And even if it's just like that tiny little ripple effect from your little corner of the internet, keep doing what you're doing because it matters. And I hope that people find ways to make it sustainable for themselves because this is how we impact and this is how we make changes and change our community and change our family. A lot of this opportunity isn't available to people who aren't in this crazy entrepreneurship game. So keep at it. I love it. Well, Kate, thank you so much, everyone. We are going to link uh, back to the YouTube channel and the quiz and every other way that you can connect with Kay. I'm going to be connecting with Kay. Uh, so I, I'm so, so grateful that you came on here and chatted today and shared your extensive knowledge about the archetypes, but also your extensive experience as an entrepreneur. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. Yes. Well, I will chat with you later, everyone. Like I said, I'll be sharing those links.